When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. And uh, we, as, with as much testosterone as ever, uh, as the new Open brings us in, it is the uh, new unofficial 40 brought to you by the Choctaw Casino and Resorts in Durant. That's right. We have a sponsor. Uh, I feel like the owner of uh, the race team in Days of Thunder shouting, we have a sponsor. Feels good. After Cole Trickle won his first race. Cole Trickle. That's a name I have in a long you probably time. are not a Days I, of Thunder guy, are you? No, but I, I think Days of Thunder. Hot take alert! I like Days of Thunder better than Top Gun. Whoa, I'm with I, you. I are was you muted really? and I'm screaming. You know I'm not happy. I just think I've I've watched them both so much because they're on. I think Days of Thunder has a lot more depth to it as a movie. Like Top Gun is just we get in a plane, somebody dies. We have to get over it, and then we get back in a plane. I mean, the, the essence of Top Gun is kind of stupid. That's, that's war. It's just guys getting shook and then getting over it. Yeah, but it was... Well, what is Days of Thunder? He gets in a crash. Nobody even well, has to It's the, the same thing, but, but Rowdy Gaines won't go to the hospital. I mean, not, it's, not like, it's not like Mother Goose you know, refused to get medical treatment. I mean, that's a much more complicated story. Goose dies. He has to deal with his best friend. Rowdy is just well, too much. Buddy Brotherton's dad died, and he was talking well, all the way into the wall. You got Robert Duvall. You don't have any supporting actor as good as Robert Duvall that, in Top that's Gun. The point I cannot. Tom argue. Skerritt is no Robert Duvall. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. That that's and the other thing I will give you in Days of Thunder, leading lady Nicole Kidman, much or, better than the lesbian Kelly McGillis. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even a contest. That that's fair. Because that's fair. So, and, and, May, and she's the lesbian she's, gives you more like thoughts. But she's old and she's not attractive. <laughs> Probably still would. She's expired. I mean, she like they were like she might not want that to. That was like but. Jerry Bruckheimer's way of saying, you know what? Let's give something back to the ladies because this is such a sexist movie. Let's have an old, an unattractive woman as the as the female lead. You think she would use any of the sex toys that were delivered to the Ohio State football offices? <laughs> She definitely, she was experienced in the sack. Josh, you talked to your boy today? No, Zach and I have not corresponded. We're, um, wow. you know, we're just, we're cooling off a little bit. We had a moment yesterday. Unbelievable that you got in the middle of the Zach Smith meltdown yesterday. You made it in Sports I, Illustrated, man. Congratulations. It's, it's a big moment. Yeah. It's, you know, I, it was one of those things where like I sent it to Tiffany this morning and I was like, 
I'm famous, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm scum in Sports Illustrated, so <laughs> I have that going for me. Very, By the very way, cool. how? I mean, just just how big of a moron are you if you're an Ohio State fan still supporting this guy? And it's, you had Ohio State fans coming after you. I mean, I, I felt like there were bad OU fans that were at the whole mixing deal, yeah, obviously. But then there I don't were. feel like it was this bad. No, I is agree. it not? Is that like just a completely? Homer I mean, it's thing all bad. Say? It's all bad when you're when you're willing to die with the whole. Well, she spit on him and yelled a racial. I can't get enough of the, the people that think this is just some kind of media narrative, though. Like this has well, all been made up. Well, my problem is I can't understand it with Mixon. He was still a member of the football program. You know what? There's crazy fans. They're going to justify that kind of thing because he's on the team. I, I don't like it, but I get it. Like I, I, I mean, I, you know what I mean. Like I just, I can understand how a fanatic gets there. Yeah. I don't understand the defense of Zach Smith. They're, they're at the same time. He embarrassed your Zach program. Smith and defending Urban Meyer, who fired Zach Smith. Like, That's the I whole thing. Understand is, it. He is responsible for all of this, and they just uh, they. Continue to think this is some kind of well, I guess it just shows you the reach that Urban Meyer has because everybody feels like it's a narrative to bring down Urban Meyer. Look, it's not fair, but by proxy, Tom Herman's seat got hotter over this thing. Yeah, that's how messed up this whole situation is. Tom Herman, and nobody, nobody's feeling sorry for Tom Herman. I mean, I does Eddie respect Tom Herman more Ooh, now that he that the strip club stories out there? Oh that's yeah, a I very mean, good. Question. Well, maybe a little bit, but I will say I would have paid money to be in that household when. It finally came down. And maybe she knew, but when his wife, his wife found out that he was the one at the strip club. How, bet, how scuzzy of Ohio State. I bet she, like, I bet so she clearly deflect the story. She probably locked up the strap on door. No more for you, Tom. Uh, I figured, Eddie, you were disappointed in the bill from the strip club. That wasn't all, just all that much. $600. They got out of there cheap. No VIP in that. <laughs> I could see Tom Herman, though, frequenting places with women named star with two r's tiffany with a lot of eyes yeah t-i-p-h-a-n-o-i <laughs> see now eddie i want you to you to stack up tiffany has always maintained that she has one of the primary stripper names when i think <sighs> of stripper names i think of like they're always they're always things like lexus yeah or, you I, know like stuff like that i don't know if Ti- I, I definitely don't think tiffany's one i, I would say that it it, yeah, you're right. It's more of like Lexus, Desiree. Yeah, Destiny. Destiny with two yes. eyes. Like, it's it's always got to be an idea or a thing. Like Fantasia. It's, their, their name has to be a noun. Fantasia. Not a little main stage. Fantasia. <laughs> I always thought if uh you know if this thing whole didn't work out, I'd just go to Sugars and be one of the DJs up there in the booths. Maybe get. I lucky. think you could do a hell of a job, Eddie. Maybe get lucky with one of the underage ones. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man! Glad to be sponsored. Eddie, it's so, Eddie, I feel like so far away from a... you. Just date the wait staff. <laughs> I don't talk to the dancers. I only date the wait staff. <laughs> as this is as this podcast is now going on, I'm I'm having to, I'm like the guy in uh, the Hunt for Red October. You know when when uh, I don't think I've seen it. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Like the guy when when Sean Connery tells him to speed up when they're going through the laryngeal abyss or whatever it is mm-hmm. they're going, and he's having to calculate it on a slide rule. <laughs> like I'm having to calculate how many more minutes are added before I can read the first sponsorship <laughs> because of Eddie's horrible behavior so far. 
I haven't even said the F word. I, and I feel pretty confident about that, that we can get it through a whole one. Oh, no. Maybe I don't the, know. I'm, maybe the bag I'm, man will have to drop off another I've bag or something. I've pretty triggered about this pay-per-view thing today. Yes, you I have. Saw that. I think it's kind of funny just how been out of shape people get about stuff like that. I liked how you explained what a poor is. Yeah, I mean, you can be poor, but that doesn't good, mean you have to be a, good a definition. poor. That was a very good and, definition. And people, proud. look, I drew great pleasure in the fact that one of the biggest dickheads that I've seen on the internet going after Josie and Kenny Mossman is someone I blocked, that Mikey O-U-D-N-A or whatever. He's, he's, a, a, he's, a, he's a poor. He's a very unhappy person. He is not... <laughs> He is. I mean, he's a miserable person. And there are a lot of miserable people on Twitter. You don't need to bitch to Joe Castiglione about having to pay to watch a football game. $50. What's the, and what's the end game if you do? It's like, all right. Okay, you can oh, have it for free. You know what? I got I got 13 tweets this morning. I'm going to go ahead and rethink this whole thing. Josie ain't Delta Airlines. You ain't going to Twitter shame him into giving you something for free. That's true. And by the way, you knew this was coming. Like, they we had that discussion so many times. Like, wow, what's going to be the pay-per-view game this year? Like, And I said... Kansas. I asked Joe C. Yeah. at one point. I said, could you make Kansas a pay-per-view? Because Kansas always sells their game to the Longhorn Network. Iowa State does it, too. So, I mean, OU probably could have... They probably could have paid a chunk of money to Kansas, and they would have let them put it on pay-per-view. And then they, what they would have done is, in the state of Kansas, they would have shown it on regular cable. They wouldn't have to pay for it. That's how it works. But they chose Army. And this BS about, I'm trying to censor myself now because I used a bad word already, but this BS about, oh, it's the Service Academy, how dare you, like, please stop that with is, that crap. That is such a crutch to just help your argument. Like That's you, almost it, it as bad think- as Tom Herman, or Tom Herman, Zach Smith using his kids as a crutch. I was going to say, that's Zach Smithian is what that is. That's, that's a Smith move. But stop being a poor, okay? Stop bitching. You can find a way to watch the damn game. You can listen to it on radio, but you can go to a bar, and every bar in the state of Oklahoma is probably going to have this game on. Well, and I, I like the guy that mentioned to you that this, basically, if you're bitching about it, it means that you are so poor that you don't have friends. Because <laughs> you could get three families together, Everybody throw down, or you know, five families together. Everybody throw down five bucks or ten bucks, and there you go. Well, and it's not just Oklahoma, Kerry. Like, there's a reason you're an OU fan. It's a huge national program. In Denver, they have a fan bar where you can go and watch this damn game. Like, it's not. It, it, it's anywhere. Like any major city, you can go watch the team if you want to watch. And if you live out in the country, sorry, I guess get together with the other locals and you know, like Eddie just said. A pool of five dollars for ten families, and you've you've got it made. You can go donate plasma twice next week, and then be able to pay for it if you really want to watch. I mean, this whole loyal fan crap. No, I don't know a single loyal OU fan that's truly a loyal fan that's going to miss out on watching a game over fifty dollars. I mean, it Good is. God, it's if you go to a game, you're taking your family. You're buying a bottle of water costs what six bucks at a game. Yeah, I mean, one ticket costs more than. One ticket to the game. You can get a ticket for twenty be, bucks, but if you take TV. three people, it's going to be more than the than the pay per view. You're parking for for oh my god twenty dollars if you want to park anywhere <laughs> close to the stadium. I mean, it's just people. Be, it's this whole Twitter bullshit thing. Where I've, I've been saying it all week. People that, needed something to complain about the first week. A couple years ago, it was tailgating. 
This year it's the pay-per-view game. Which, which they're trying, where they're hoping is going to come back. And that was one discussion I had with Joe C. at the Blake Griffin uh, dedication. Uh, he said that there was a chance that the university allows tailgating. They're trying to figure it out. It might not happen in the first game, but I won't be surprised if it's back by the end of the season. But just a, it's just a Twitter bitching. It's just out of control. It's a, it's a warped sense of reality. It, it warps your sense of reality as to what real life is like. I wonder like. how quickly the people that are complaining about the pay-per-view stuff will flip that switch and turn their anger to Mike Stoops on Saturday. Oh, I would say yeah, like I mean, noon, <laughs> like 11.45. We'll go to the Crimson the Quarter and just, just type Mike Stoops. And you can well, get it switched. To, well, nobody on the Crimson Corner's bitching about it because they're not a bunch of pores. True. They understand the value of if you love something, you have to pay for it. If it's if it's something's good, you got to pay to get it. And it'll keep Sooner Sports floating for the rest of the year. That's that's the other thing I don't understand. Like, when did people get this sense of self entitlement? Like everything should be free. Like, it, and there's so many people on Twitter that bitch about that. I ain't paying for information. Oh. oh, Carrie. Carrie's the first one. <laughs> that, I don't know what the Vegas line was, but Carrie being the first F-bomb would have been a long shot for I didn't sure. even get a really good... Got blood I, everywhere. I censored myself before I got to the K. Yeah, you didn't even really go in on I'm it. I'm still going to bleep it. have to. So, yeah, I just... Bunch of pores. Just shut up. There. I feel like I've gotten it out of my system now. All right, um, you guys want to get to some of what we uh, talked to coaches about this week? Sure. Well, this is in our new segment. Sponsor? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> we we talked to obviously Kyler Murray getting his first start. I mean, that's the biggest news out of the week. Um, it's the only really depth chart news you got besides Carson Meyer. Which uh, Bob, I'm sorry, you didn't get to do your Carson Meyer story again this week. I did not get to write a second one. If, for those who don't know, uh, Carson Meyer, the Carson has, Meyer has class on Monday and Tuesday nights. So I'm not sure when we'll ever get a chance to talk to your starting H-back. Yeah. Does something in the game, we can talk to him on Saturday. How many, let's, let's, what's the over-under on Carson Meyer snaps Saturday? Oh, I think he's going to play quite a bit. Do you? I mean, I'm more leaning toward Trey and Rodney being in quite a bit as a dual back. Yep. What if you said it at 30? What would you take? Oh, I'd take the under. Under. For sure. Okay. I mean, they're going to get. I think it'd be close. Against this team, 70 to 80 snaps, I'd say. Yeah. Atlantic, because they're going to try to do the same thing. It's just going to be two offenses trying to move fast. So, I mean, I, I don't think he'll play half the snaps. So you think there's a better chance of Lane Kiffin getting a By the way, Josh, pregnant? we know you have a tumbler. We can hear it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm actually not drinking alcohol. It is just a Yeti full of water. I, I like can almost tell. I mean, I knew it was a tumbler, too, just by the <laughs> yep. noise that the ice was making. Yeah, no, that's that's a shame. I really tried to do that on the sly, and it did not work out. Uh, Sorry, people. Had a drink of water. But, no, uh, Carson Meyer was really the only other depth charties. In fact, I'd say the clip of the week was uh, James Hale, yes, I've said his name, uh, asking Bill Biedenboe, trying to trick him into naming a starter at one position. Here it is. Well, damn it. 
as always, I've muted it. I joshed it. It's karma for mentioning. Here's Bill Biedenbow. Are you going to go with Bobby at left tackle? I don't know. All these new pieces. You'll find out Saturday. Big overlap. See, he, that was for me. Yeah, I, Big he was one. the overlapper. Uh, it was funny, though, because he just stood there and, like, like you know, it's that look. awkward someone else tries to start asking a question. Like, what were they in the back of the room trying to ask a question? Yeah, Keegan. I think he was talking to somebody else. Uh, so he just stood there, and then he finally smiled. Like, yeah, you're not getting shit out of me. And he gives you, and it was he, funny. He gives you that look. Yeah. Because he's a menacing dude when, when he wants to but be. But that's the weird thing about Beatenbow is, like, he is usually the most open and honest person that we talk to. Like, if someone's not playing well, he'll tell. Like, it's just like with Bray Walker when you asked him about you know, uh, his freshman, um, he was like, oh, they're not going to help us this year. Like, he's brutally honest. And for him not to say, like, what the hell is going on that Bill Biedenboe is under a gag order about the depth chart? Yeah, they won't, they won't, they wouldn't announce anything. I mean, we know who the starters are, I guess. They just won't say who's playing what side. We know Cody Bobby Ford Evans and, and Cody Ford are going to be Bobby the starters. Evans. Which I think Bobby Evans would be left and Cody Ford would be right. But I was going to say, do we really give any credence to Cody Ford's going to be a left tackle? I but Bobby Evans doesn't like playing on the left side. That's the thing. And like, tough shit. He's going to have to play left. And Bill Biedenboe said he doesn't believe in that left tackle, right tackle stuff that you need to put your best at left. Yeah, he's, he, because he the said, days of one one premier pass rusher are long well, like gone. TCU. He's right about that. TCU that, put uh, Ben Banigou up against Bobby Evans all yeah. last year, and he did really well against him. But, like, he was their best pass rusher, and he was rushing the right side. It's just completely opposite of what he's used to. I mean... But you can do that. I mean, like, Von Miller doesn't... I mean, he doesn't have to play against a left tackle every time. I mean... You're, but the, the bottom line, like, you, and that's all true. Like, it, it's changed. The whole dynamic of it's changed. But the reality still is, it's still the blind side of your quarterback. You want your best pass blocker on the left. Like, if if it works, I'm not saying you do it to the detriment of Bobby Evans. But if he's, you know, if he's better there than, I mean, do we really live in a world where Cody Ford is a better left tackle than Bobby Evans? I just don't buy that. I I may be switching my player to watch to Cody Ford. Cody Ford. And if you remember, I mean, that's it. We're, we we talked about this before the podcast. We're going to talk about this later on. Um, but you know, guys that we're interested that that really grab our interest. Like I didn't really put Cody Ford. I didn't think about Cody Ford until we just started talking about this. But he's going to be a huge key. To that offense, and a it, huge key. And if you remember when we talked with Cody during camp, he said that Beatenbow has told him that he plays better at left, but that he actually feels more comfortable at right. So we'll see if, if that means anything. Um, I think, you know, just in, in, in terms of, well, I mean, that was the, the clip from Beatenbow that was, that was just the funny clip of the week. But here's... Bill just talking about the overall development of the offensive line uh, in preseason. Bill, how, how when you look at a hole in the preseason, how did um, Bobby and, and Drew and, and Ben kind of take over leadership of this line? You know, I th- it's getting better. It's getting better. They hadn't been put in that situation. I think they've done a really good job within the group. 
you know, you'd like to see it, you know, continue to get better throughout the whole offense and the, th the whole team. Um, some guys' personalities don't lend to that, but, you know, they have to be it. They're experienced guys. They've played a lot. They've played at a high level. So it's getting better. It's just like play. You know, I mean, it's got to continue to develop and continue to evolve. But, you know, you know, happy with what they're doing. But, again, it's got to, you know, become better. And, I mean, Kyler Murray, first-time starter. Well, you know, at least now. I mean, he was a starter. First time he started a game in 2018. Texas A&M. There you yeah. go, Eddie. He was a starter technically against West Virginia for two plays. But I mean, this is this is a different deal. He's running a different offense. Uh, he's being asked to do different things. He's got different personnel. This to me is is like having a brand. I mean, it is a brand new quarterback. You can't say because he played a few games at A and M that you know it's not even like what Baker had at Texas Tech. It's a lot different, and I think it's it, it's very strange to be thinking that. Kyler Murray, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but it, it's very strange to be thinking that Kyler Murray has a lot more to prove than Baker Mayfield did as a three-star walk-on. And Kyler Murray yeah. is the five-star Mr. Everything. Was he five-star in scout? Four, four only? I four-star. Yeah. yeah. He was, Whatever. Yeah, I didn't think he was four He was the either. number one if you don't quarterback. If you don't Scout's a dead network, so we can just say that they suck. If, if you don't lose a game in, in high school football in Texas, you should be an automatic five-star. I don't care if you're... Four foot eleven. You should, yeah, in that class, in that class, you should be, you should be a five star. And that sort of came back up because I talked with CD Lamb about Kyler Murray. Josh, stop pushing your damn buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and Lamb was again just talking about the legend of sponsor. of Kyler, <laughs> that he was the first guy that he'd ever heard like, like trying to seek out his highlights of another high school kid that wasn't in his market. I I. I'll say this, like, I would defend Rivals a little bit just because that's Rivals, and Josh, you can speak up, that's kind of Rivals' MO. Like, if you're 5'11", and you're a quarterback, I don't know that they've ever given a five-star to a guy. Cause oh, it's I can think of one, and oh, it's going to it's gonna charge Tate? Eddie. Tate? Tate friggin' Martell. I'm, I'm watching um, Q, uh, actually, QB1. Eddie might be coming I, around on I Tate Martell. I might Martell. be Tate Martell's biggest fan. I Wait, think I've, I'm completely whoa. turning. Why? I started watching that uh, QB one. Yeah, the one that I told him. Yep, to watch same it. here. I like him. He's 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 not he's he's like the Tate douche Martell. you like, not the douche you hate. Exactly. Jake Fromm is just shooting stuff all the time, and he series. is. Jake Fromm is as country as they come. Which that's going to be an interesting dynamic at Georgia. What? With Fields coming in? there. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've heard... still be the starter, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Not even, but question. the pressure if they yeah, lose a game or he doesn't sure. perform well, definitely is going to be at an all-time high. Definitely. I gotta double check, but I thought Spencer Rattler was doing that for this. I year. I think he is. I mean, I've heard that. But think I, so. Oh, like I said, oh no, heard. I've read like they, they're doing something with him. Like it, it, literally every article about his games, it comes up that there's a camera crew following him around. Nice. Do they do anything in Arizona besides cover high school sports? They do a my killer god. Job. It's like they have so many people. You'd think Arizona was actually relevant in football. The yeah. the guy, I, and I can't remember true. his name right now. I'd really like to give him credit. He writes for the Arizona Republican. That dude covers everything. Like 
Anytime I need to look for something, Spencer Rattler, I just go to his timeline. I'm like, there it is. Like he always has the answer I need. And he's always got the link to his YouTube. I mean, all his games John are on live YouTube. And Richard, I mean, Richard Ober. Richard Ober. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We need to get him on sometime, I guess. Unless yeah. he's a pedophile. No, that was the that was two high school. Kids. That was really weird too, though. I think yeah. it was one of them. Which may also speak to the... He was asking of, for, like, pics of, like, dudes naked and stuff or something? It was really weird. It was something, yeah. I'm not sure what it was, but... That's it does scary. Sound familiar. You guys know that, like, my biggest fear is, like, someone accusing you guys of, like, you know, doing something on the sidelines. I've told you that <laughs> before. Not that I'm saying you guys are pedophiles. I'm wow. just saying... Like, it, when we got that letter from that crazy later in Iowa State, I <laughs> yeah. sped read through that thing... Like, wondering, like, is she accusing Eddie of, when like, was, upskirt or something? Yeah, What's going was, on? No, I just wouldn't move for the Palm Squad. Yeah, she was mad at you because... She, she couldn't see the Palm Squad. It was the craziest letter ever. That lady. Well, she's she's on the bitch list with Shelly Meyer. <laughs> I'm... Eddie, Eddie is a gangster on the sidelines. He, do, he goes for exactly what he needs. There is no concern... For what anybody else in the universe might need out of Eddie. Well, I'm, um, do I do I go to their job and tell them where to stand? I don't. Think I love so. it. I love it. You get better shots than I do for a lot of reasons, but that's right up there at the top of me. I, I'm like, oh, am I in your way? Like, I hate to stand in the, like near the cheerleaders because I'm like, they want to watch the game too. Like, I, I'll I'll move like almost invariably. Like Bob, you were you were at the Oklahoman when that one dude got accused of upskirt picks at like high school graduations, weren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, like that freaks me out, That's man. A blast from the past. There. I think the best way to avoid that is just don't take upskirts of high school. Girls. No shit. Don't go under the bleachers to take upskirt God photos. It worries me that you even know about that. Um. Okay. So Kyler Murray back on track, getting his first. I kind of had a little conversation with him. Uh. Once again. I'm going to play a James Hale question. It's like a tribute to James Hale. What the f*** is this? Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> it's just what it is, Eddie. should have brought Burger King if I knew we were going to do this. Okay. Why do you got to <laughs> kick a man when he's down and out? All right? Because I go for gasps, not laughs. Uh, here's Kyler Murray in a discussion. Has this been pretty cool for you to be in, in a game week where you're the starter? And uh, like it's that? definitely exciting. Definitely exciting. You know, It's been a long time for me, so uh, I, I can't wait to get it going. Are you a guy that's ever had to calm yourself down, or are you you just naturally kind of pretty calm out on the field? Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I remember my first start uh, freshman year. You know, I couldn't really sleep that night. But um, other than that, I mean, back in high school, my first start was kind of, you know, a little anxious. But other than that, no, not really. I mean, I'm pretty even kill when it comes to all of it. But That South Carolina game you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah had a pretty, pretty good day that day. Definitely, yeah, it was a good day. So you don't ever worry about like it was good when we got on the field. Yeah. It was just the so night, when you, you get know, on the just, field, it's just it's leading up to it. You don't like. Yeah, I got to stay composed. You know, I got to stay myself, and you know, get get the guys going, and you know, execute. That's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. How much did that just that West Virginia game last year help you with this? I think you know, playing my freshman year helped me with that as well. You know, Coach Rive, you know, we talked about it before. Uh, you know, how how do you think you would have performed if you you hadn't had that experience? But I did have that experience, so I think that helped me a lot. You know, seeing those guys playing against SEC, you know, players, uh, guys that have been in the league, uh, practicing against Miles Garrett, those type of guys. Uh, you know, it helped me out a lot. I had completely forgotten that he was down there with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, Garrett yeah, kind of cool. 
he's just such an interesting guy to me because we're going from Baker to a guy that is. I don't think anybody would say that Kyler is um, like mousy, but he's just quiet, cool. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, I mean, he's like swag guy. I mean, like everybody talks about Baker. Him, swag. It's kind of like Baker Mayfield walks into a party and he's kind of like the loudest guy there. Yeah, it's like. Look at me. Not really look at me, but like... He's the life of the like, party. Yeah. Everybody gravitates Like, I'm him. here. Kyler's the guy in the corner that kind of... Everybody, he just... If you come up, you know, you he's chill. And everybody's like, that's that's Kyler Murray. Yeah, there, yeah. There. Everybody knows him. Exactly. I mean, that's that's basically it. Great party, great analysis, Eddie. Party analogies. Eddie is a, as party a guy city. who's partied. Thank you. Would Baker be Russ... A party with these guys would Baker be Russ and no? I think Paul Kyler is Kyler. Ooh, that's no, I think I think Kyler would be more Russ. Oh, really? Yeah, because Russ is Russ is pretty low key. Yeah, like, he okay. doesn't do a whole lot I, except when he's I, with I, his boys. Yeah, I would say. Well, I have. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> Baker, I don't. You, I'm you, trying to think. you did break into the Lake Arcadia party. Huh? Had to. I don't know who Baker would be. He's he's Baker's not black, so I guess you can't really relate him to that's a not true at basketball all. Basketball player. That's very <laughs> that's true. That's not that's one hundred percent true. Personalities know no color. Well, for this purpose, they do. That's just I think that's racist, but I'm not sure. I um, think it's racist that you think it's racist. <laughs> Somebody's gonna bitch about this for sure. Uh Contact Carrie Murdoch on Twitter. Baker's. I hate Whoever to say this. Whoever wants to sponsor our new "Is This Racist?" segment, that'll be great. I hate to say this. <laughs> fading up barbershop. We maybe they'll do it. Scissor hands. <laughs> now that's racist. <laughs> oh my god! I just saw Scissor Hands last night. All time track. All time good dude. I live off the electricity of his Instagram posts. Watching him, it is so good. Watching him watch a, a horse race is fantastic. Oh my god, I can't imagine. I mean, it's like all of a sudden someone's just screaming, and you're like, "Is there a fight going on?" And no, it's just scissor hands betting on the horses. I heard Rogers was cleaning up last night. He was. I mean, the, Rogers the track. There's a you remember? Um, he's. I mean, he's in the game. Yeah, like in the horse racing game. Yeah. Like, like, he knows, it. you know, which horses well, are I thought he, like, did he own, a, own, own a horse? Or have some partnership I, in a it horse? It seems like it. I think he I did. Mark Rogers is a very interesting dude. <laughs> I don't... Fraternity brothers, so... He's Fiji? Yep. I don't know what Mark does most of the time. I don't know if I want to know. But he's into a lot of stuff. I I don't know for a fact, but I trying to be more careful around him because I think maybe he knows people that could take care of me. Some, uh... And make it look really clean. What's his, uh... What's the... What town's he from? Blackwell. Blackwell. Blackwell Mafia. If there... He, he would be the kingpin if there is. Carrie just winked twice. It's <laughs> weird. Mark, if... He's just gonna get... He's not gonna listen to this podcast, but he's gonna get secondhand info. Oh, they're talking Somebody's going to make you. it up. Carrie said you're head of the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it came out. Uh, no, but Kyler, I mean, it is kind of interesting has, just to know that he admits like he gets nervous. Yeah, for a guy that has been in, I mean, he played in both Under Armour games. He's one of, I think, only like three or four guys to ever Walking do that. Walking around with $5 million and change in his pocket. Literally, 
walks around as the hopefully, legend that he is out of Allen. Hopefully he doesn't know that Kendrick guy from the Browns. <laughs> Michael Kendrick? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Vitae turned him in? I don't know. I hope that Baker hasn't invested any money with Michael Kendrick, Ooh. though. Well, I mean, if I you got to invest in anybody, it's going to be Carl Nassib. I kind of respect what Michael Kendrick was doing, though. I read some of that stuff. You, I mean, that is like, I saw somebody tweet last night. Like that, he turned uh, like 100000 into like 600000 in yes, like 31 days. Like, yes. Like, just ridiculous. Of course, you don't do that unless it's insider trading. I mean, it's not like he was, you know, it was hard to, to apprehend him or figure it out. Yeah, so Charles Robinson from uh, Yahoo uh, said that, Gordon Gecko was less brash. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is interesting though. I mean the the Kyler Murray era, an era that I honestly even like going back to the day before that he announced his transfer to Oklahoma was kind of like I never thought that this was going to happen like this. And especially like with Baker getting the extra year and everything that went into 2017, just I don't know. Kind of ready for it to begin on Saturday. You know what time it is? Now, it's time for the Choctaw Casino and Resorts Pick 3, where we find out what member of the Scoop Crew really is the biggest degenerate gambler. It's the Pick 3 from the Choctaw Casino and Resorts. All right, so uh, each and every week, we are going to uh, pick three games, three big games across the country. Uh, We've kind of decided that we don't want to do OU just because... People get pissed off if, you know, we pick against – like, you can pick OU to win, but if you say they're not going to cover, people still get pissed off. Josh, stop it. Um, so, we picked three games. We've got the lines here for you, Josh. You don't have to keep pounding away at your computer and looking it up. Um, Auburn against Washington. Notre Dame against Michigan. And I said, let's do a Big 12 game. So, West Virginia is going to play Tennessee, which I think could be an intriguing game. If, because West big, Virginia Jeremy is Pruitt. just a total letdown program. For the Big 12's sake, I hope it isn't. I, I do, too. Like, West Virginia needs to win oh, handedly. God. If they struggle against... Even if they struggle against Tennessee... I mean, it's not a big game if West Virginia comes out and sucks this season and Will Greer gets hurt in the second game or something. Yeah. That would not be good. But Auburn-Washington... I mean, that's probably a, leave them if that happens. <laughs> Auburn-Washington... You don't think she's there just for the NFL money? Probably despite the two kids, divorce him and his brother's like a big YouTube star. Yeah, like little brother, I think. Yeah, both of his little brothers. Uh, Auburn taking on Washington. It's a neutral site game in Atlanta, where we just were. Love to see a college football game there. We by the were way. so close. Yeah, I would have been so broke. Like we little literally, we were running on fumes at the end of last season. College football playoff is not a cheap endeavor. Especially not in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, a little bit closer to home this year. Auburn if, if is. If you were to get to Dallas. Auburn's a two and a half point favorite over Washington. Love. Do we start now? Uh, yeah. Who wants to go first? I absolutely love Auburn. I think Jared, Jared Stidham, Stidham yep. second year under uh, Gus, I think they're going to be extremely good. Like, I think Auburn is a. I don't know about a national title contender, certainly a contender in the, uh, the SEC. We saw what they did to Alabama a year ago, but I like Jarrett Stidham at basically what's going to be home. I mean, that's going to be 80% Auburn fans, right? 
in Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. at least. I mean, do the people in the Pac-12 do people in don't Seattle even know football? that Washington's starting this weekend? Probably not. They're probably I don't know what they're doing in Washington, shaving their armpits, shaving their armpits, and going to buy the house that Kirk Cobain not killed shaving himself their at. armpits. Nirvana. Don't rip on Nirvana. I'm just I've been He's waiting for not. Kurt Cobain to come out with new music the last <laughs> twenty years. He's dead. Uh Prince He's comes out with music with all the you. time. Tupac comes out with music all the time. They think so many claims out with that music they have all the time. uh new Michael Jackson music. Yeah. I think there could be an argument made that Michael Jackson's still alive. All right, we're never gonna get through this segment. Uh Bob, I love assume Auburn. that love you, Auburn. you love Auburn too, the I way you're shaking your love head. Love Auburn too, because I don't believe in Washington. They might be the best team in the Pac twelve, but I don't think that means anything this year. I don't like Jake Browning. Am I the only one? No, you stole my shit basically what just happened there. <laughs> Jake yeah, Browning Oh, last year when he was like a Top five preseason Heisman guy. Oh, God. I, I, I was like, I don't know what you guys saw in that playoff game where he was just completely in over his head against Alabama. Jake Browning is now entering his ninth year at Washington. He's been, don't feel like, like he's, he's been, been there, there for forever. a while. I mean, Washington, three years ago, they were really good. When they had Ross and that big white defensive tackle. Yeah. I can't remember. Is he doing anything in the NFL? Oh, he was really good. But their defense was solid. Their offense was good enough. Browning, I just don't like Browning's arm. I just don't think he has a strong arm. Their defense will be good again. Like they've got a they've got a good crew running that defense. They they, every year they coach. lose guys yeah. and they come back and it looks good. So they'll be good. Auburn's not going to run away with it, but I, you know, two and a half, they cover that. So Josh, you're going Auburn two and a half. Yeah, I I think we're unanimous here. Yeah, we are because I'm going to take them too. Uh, all right, moving on. Notre Dame, Michigan. We're going to get to see the Shea Patterson era start. I'm really in the middle on this. I I think this could. I think will the line... Jim Harbaugh ruin a perfectly good quarterback? Are we in South Bend or Ann we are Arbor? In South Bend. We're in South Bend this weekend. I Notre Dame, Dame is a one and a half well. point favorite, and it kind of opened out of pick 'em. It's been going up. It's been going back and forth a little bit. I I think that there's definitely some question marks about Notre Dame and what they're going to do. Are they starting a Wimbash or Wimbosh at quarterback? I think they're kind of Wimbush. Wimbush, kind of in between. So uh, the one, I guess, the reason that I'm going to go with Michigan in this is it's kind of a dumb reason, but I heard somebody talking about it over the summer, and it seems like Jim Harbaugh has been relatively quiet this summer which kind of maybe insinuates that he thinks they're going to be pretty damn good, uh, and especially defensively. Uh, so I like uh, Michigan to uh, to go into South Bend. I hate this it weekend. when Jim Harbaugh right. shows up at like a, um, a like a Migos concert dressed head to toe in his Michigan gear. Yeah, it is kind he of weird. He looks like I mean, an idiot. Well, he's just a weird guy. I mean, he takes his baseball glove to every baseball game <laughs> that he goes to. He's a grown-ass man. So you're going Michigan plus one and a half. I like Michigan. I, I think just Shea Patterson ends up being the difference. I I think he's going to be really, really good. Bob, what say you? Notre Dame, the Golden Domers. I just it's think you're from Chicago. Well, that's true. This, that's a very good reason. And you're Catholic. That yes, that's I mean that is Chicago's team, but I just don't think Harbaugh is ever going to get it done in a big game. I'm just not going to show up at mass on Sunday. God, no. I forget we got two Catholics on this program. Josh, you're not Catholic, are you? No. 
No, I no. You're so I, I, I can confidently say that I uh, made it through uh, going to mass growing up and did the altar server thing. Yep. Never had a weird moment. You know what I mean. You guys are weird. Eight thirty every Sunday. Josh, Never you going? Touched. You going with uh, Michigan or Notre Dame? I'm going with Michigan here. I kind of I like I like where Eddie's at with Shea Patterson. I don't I think it's going to be an ugly game because Patterson's not going to have the full go yet. He's not going to get it. I I I feel like Brian Kelly is one of those kind of dark horse. He could get fired at the end of this year. Like I don't think there's enough people talking about. Notre Dame at one point really seemed to be on the right track with him, and now they're just they can't find a quarterback. And he was supposed to be an offensive guy, you know. There's all these reasons, and I just I, I don't know. Like I don't love Harbaugh's annex sometimes, but I, I he's a good coach. I, I believe that, and with Kelly, I I think he just berates all of his players. So at the bottom line, I just like what Michigan has offensively a little bit more. I think they'll put up just a few more points. I'm going with Michigan because of one thing, and it's on both sides, defense. Uh, Notre Dame lost Elko, right, to, to Texas A&M. Yep. So they've got a new defensive coordinator, and I think Michigan is going to be really good on defense. They have a couple. I mean, Gary's obviously one of the more dominant players in the country, but it it will be – it'll be that will be a good game. That's a – there are some terrific first weekend games uh, this year. It's kind of – And they're all to last year. spread out. Yeah, I wish the, I, I wish Auburn and Washington wasn't at two thirty. I wish that was a night game, but if that's my only complaint, only gripe, uh, yeah, so be it. We'll yeah. be watching it over here for the post game, I'm sure, and we'll be able to see the second half. All right, uh, the Big Twelve game we're picking: West Virginia and Tennessee. That is uh, a neutral site game in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tell you what, West Virginia. I mean, you got a lot of people believing in you. Uh, I don't know if I'm one of those believers, but I am a buyer this weekend in the Mountaineers. I just think that Tennessee, uh, you know, I kind of forgotten that Keller Christ is is he their starter at uh, Tennessee this year? Uh, is he going to win the job over Jarrett Garantano? It seems bad to ask that, you know, ask a question about the starting quarterback when you're betting on a line. Yeah, no, well, I'm, it was rhetorical because that's what I've read <laughs> is that Keller Christ is the uh, starter. Uh, thank you for backing me up on that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like West Virginia. I think it, I think Will Greer should have a heyday. Uh, you know, they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. It's just going to be can they get enough stops once the conference play starts? And uh, you know, I, I guess we will see. I'm not a buyer just yet, but uh, I, I can't go against my man Holgo, especially in uh, Charlotte, where that I would say that's a uh, going to be a pretty good tailgate atmosphere with West Virginia and uh, Tennessee fans. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll switch this up because it's not fair if I keep going last because you guys give all the points and then I make a inf more informed decision. I'm going to go with Tennessee to cover. I think West Virginia will win. Uh, I love... Ten's a lot. I mean, Ten's a, I, that's a I bad I love number. West Virginia's receiving core. Uh, I love the quarterback. I love uh, their, their running back, um, McCoy. He's very good, like way underrated. Like, I think he's better than Crawford. Crawford was a speed guy, and he could get into the open. He was, you know, he was gone. But McCoy, to me, is a much better overall runner. Uh, I just think, you know, Jeremy Pruitt will probably make – I mean, that, let's face it. Butch Jones was recruiting well. There's talent in Tennessee. <laughs> and that's the thing, I think, that People are shitting Tennessee all over fans. Tennessee, but they were recruiting really good players. Yeah. I don't think Tennessee's ever. It's it's kind of like Texas. I mean, 
both schools recruit well. It's just they shit down their leg when they get an opportunity Butch to succeed. Jones was succeed. just an idiot. I mean, yeah, he was an idiot. That's true. And so that's why it changes with uh, Pruitt. I got Tennessee as well. To cover? Or do you to, like them straight up? Just cover. just cover. Let's not get crazy Ten is a Ten is a big number, Th- That's though. a big it, one. It does kind of surprise me. It scares me. Looking at all lines across the entire board this week, there's some there's some monster lines. Like Wisconsin's giving like 35 and a half to Western Kentucky. Everything that you have said, Eddie, goes against what you bet. <laughs> you took West Virginia to cover. Yeah, I did. And you're agreeing with me and Bob on everything that we're saying. Are you changing? It's called handicapping, Carrie. <laughs> We're just filling time. Eddie knows there's more money to be made if they're betting the other side. Exactly. So he's he's just playing the game. Exactly. Now, I, I'm with Eddie on this one with West Virginia. I think Tennessee is going to be better as the year goes on. I think they're terrible at quarterback. I, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt fixes that. And I just I, – I don't – it may be a deal where – it's a seven-point game, and Tennessee throws a late pick, like a pick six or something. Like I, I could see it going down like that, where it's not so much that Tennessee was bad or anything like that. It's just they're offensively they're having to force stuff that they're not capable of running yet. So you're saying backdoor cover, basically, for what I, I think that might – it could be like that. I think Tennessee will hang around. I think defensively, like you said, they've got a ton of good athletes. They're, they're not hurting for talent. They, I would guess if you could ask Dana Holgerson, he'd be happy to change rosters except for the quarterback position. And that's going to be the difference. And, again, it's guys running a new offense. They don't know what they're doing, and they're having to do it on a big stage. And I just That's usually not a great recipe. I don't know if I feel good about this because Bob told me yesterday he sucks at this stuff and he's oh, finishing dead last. Oh, I'm god No awful. matter what happens, and I'm pretty much right in line with. Well, not Notre Dame. We're different on that, but we're, the, we're Bob and I both like Tennessee. So, so what do we have? Two and two, and then consensus on Auburn, Washington. Everyone's the same on Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, three to one, and then West Virginia, two and two. So, we'll keep we'll keep tally all year long. Uh, this is kind of something we want to come up with and just have fun. We'll, you know, you guys on the board, feel free on the podcast thread to throw your two cents. And if you really want to, we could have, you know, on the board every week, we could have people pick, but I don't know if I want to keep track of all that stuff. DM me if you want to, uh, <laughs> make some bets on the side. We can, we can, I'll send you a number and we can. We can work some things out. Can we discuss publicly about the first thought Eddie had? And we didn't know about the intro to this segment before we before we started having this conversation. For everybody out there, Eddie's immediate reaction when we were going to pick three was he wanted to have a sidey going on without outside of what we're actually doing here. Yeah, we can so make it he wants to take bets. Yes, there, there's not a lot of doubt about who the degenerate is. I think we all feel pretty good about it. I'm just looking to make it interesting. This is the best time of the year, and By it will way, not be ruined. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Oklahoma City Thunder stretching Kyle Singler's contract. It's great news. Almost this this podcast almost could end right there. We almost don't just walk out. And on a high note, just like Costanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I wanted to tell you guys because Eddie screwed me over last weekend uh, and didn't join me at the Choctaw Casino in Durant. Had a chance to go out there. They put they put me up. They put my parents Prior up. Prior obligation. They tried to put Eddie up. I think they charged me for that room too because you canceled too well, late. 
if we want to be honest, I said that I couldn't go like No, you said you didn't want to go to the concert. Yeah, I thought that meant the entirety of it though. It's not just a concert, Eddie. It's an entire resort. I was jealous though once I saw how good of a time you had. Bowling alley. The chocolate and this is something we're gonna actually try and put together a scoop get together because I know that's something that uh, everybody's always wanting to do, especially our scoopers in Dallas. But I'm going to tell you, like, if you live in Dallas, Oklahoma City, this place is amazing. Uh, it is one of the nicest because it's it's they got craps tables now, they got roulette tables now, like it's just like going to Vegas now. And the restaurants are fantastic. They they comped us for food. You would not believe my parents. They turned into rabid jackals. Were they like, uh, <laughs> like, like Jerry's When they parents? found out, I shouldn't have told them that the, the meal was free, but my mom ordered the most expensive thing on the menu, the surf and turf. I had never even what, seen her eat a steak before. That's what you're supposed to do, though, when, right? when it's being comped. Absolutely. She, got, did get, the, she did do the insulting thing, though, and ordered A1 sauce. Yeah. The chef didn't come out, did he? Uh, he probably spit in the A1 sauce before they brought it out to her. I didn't tell her that. But yeah, she's just sitting there shoving shrimp and steak down her gob hole because she knows it's free. My dad's changing his order, you know, and, and the lady's like, well, that'll be 99 cents extra. And he's like, I don't care, lady. Just bring me what I want. I'm like, not paying. I had to leave a $50 tip just to make up for my parents being jackals. And they were, it was, the restaurants there are fantastic. Uh, the, look, I'm telling you, like, if you want a guy's weekend, go to the hotel rooms are as nice as anything we stay on, stay in on the road. They got the internet on the TV. They got all kinds of, it's just amazing. So, uh, it's the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Uh, we're going to tell you more about it as we go on, but look, you guys wanted more podcasts. You wanted more frequent podcasts. Choctaw Casino made that happen. Plus their concert venue is fantastic. If it wasn't for football, I'd go out and see Casey Musgraves because I, her new album I love. Um, but Allison Chains is coming. Uh, they got all kinds of concerts out there. Great venue to see. It's all indoors, so you don't have to worry about anything falling on you. It's probably a little too late to do it right now, but one of my buddies did. His fraternity brothers got together. They had their like fantasy draft down there. Yeah, and it was. Perfect. If you took if you care got, of them, they, if you got wives that want like a, a girls' weekend, their pool is unbelievable. Yeah, I heard the pool was pretty. It's unbelievable. Heard it's Vegas like. It's it's. I don't. I'm like MGM's pool doesn't really impress me compared to that pool. It's just everybody pees in it, and that's where all the parties happen. Hmm. They did kinda, find out kinda, that the MGM pool had the most urine content. You kind of know when you go to a pool like that that that's what's going to happen. But this one's got like the rocks and the grottos and the waterfalls yeah. and everything. It's, and they got a bowling alley, a cinema. They got this uh, thing called the District. It's it was unbelievable. I'm definitely going back after the season. Some places in Vegas have like little little mirrors that you can do things on out at the pool. <laughs> that might be a Vegas thing. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think they'd notice that in Durant. Not a lot of people walk around with coke. You'd be surprised. I do there, know brother. that the security checks the bathrooms a lot during concerts. I would imagine so. Need to get down there though. You could have been there last weekend. Well, I had Jackal. a I had a baby shower I had to go to. <laughs> so now you're in baby shower. You were in wedding season for five That's years. That's what comes after wedding <laughs> wedding season. It's 
What happened All these nine people months are ago? Sexing. What big event happened nine months ago? I have no idea. Cubs? Why the in Cubs the hell fans? did you have to go? Yeah, yes. why did you yeah, have to that go? I'm married and I don't go. That doesn't compute. You're a liar. I don't know. I mean, is that not normal for people to go to baby showers? Not Drink other liar. people's liquor and beer? Who has liquor and Wait, beer what? in a baby shower? <laughs> this is... Uh, Eddie, do you, you guys? You are so caught in a lie. Do you right not go now? out? <laughs> do you not go out? We can call Matt Barry right now if we need to. It was Matt Barry's no, baby shower. No, but he was there. Shout out, Matt. I don't believe you. All right, that's fine. So let's move on. Let's talk about OU. Uh, one of the big stories that came out this week is at the wheel linebacker position. Lincoln Lincoln Riley who would not name any depth charts whatsoever. By the way, we still we still haven't heard any word on any kind of depth chart show, and it's Thursday. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have one. Because that was the theory. They had that depth chart show last year. They haven't even announced captains. No, I mean, Lincoln Riley last night, you went uh, to see him. And he said they haven't even like asked the players to vote on him. So... You think after that he was like, "Oh shit, we got to." It was kind of funny. He goes, "I'd like to do it closer to game day." I'm like, three days left. How much closer do you want to get at that point?" But he did announce that there is a battle going on at the the Will linebacker spot between Caleb Kelly and Curtis Bolton, and uh, we talked to the coaches, Mike Stoops and Tim Kish, about it yesterday. Lincoln had indicated yesterday that Caleb and and Curtis were still in a battle at Will. What what has that that position battle been like for you? Well, it's been good. I think, uh, you know, both guys have, have really pushed each other and made each other better. And I, I would assume uh, as of right now, both guys will play a substantial amount. Uh, and, you know, they'll continue to, to battle it out. And the guy that's most consistent as we go through the season, will, you know, we'll just keep keep grading it, keep giving them both opportunities. And, um, you know, let them, let them continually you know, work. I think that's good and it's positive. It makes both players better. It's with Caleb moving inside, you know, it, uh, again, it took, it took some time to make that transition from outside to inside. Buzzy's played, uh, Curtis Bolton's played both positions and, uh, you know, he's probably a little more comfortable in there right now. But uh, uh, again, uh, we have some defenses where we, you know, actually put uh, all our athletes on the field as much as possible. And, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be situations where both of them are on there at the same time. Was it hard to come to that decision? Was it just watching them in practice? You just knew it just seemed to fit. They could both play. Yeah, they, it definitely did. I mean, you know, it's uh, for us. Uh, uh, we felt like uh, coming out of last year, we just need to be uh, a little bit more athletic if, if we can get those uh, eleven guys on the field. And uh, uh, you know, you get stretched so much with these offenses nowadays that you got to be sideline to sideline with your defense. And uh, so that was part of the uh, uh, reasoning behind that. I, it's I don't know a which way to shocking. go. I don't I mean, know which way to go on this. You like, is it, it's bad for Caleb Kelly? Right. Is that an indictment on Kelly or is that praising just how much Bolton, the work that he has put in? You could maybe make the argument it's somewhere in between. I, I think that it's not probably good news. I still don't think that there's any way that Caleb Kelly isn't the first guy out there at the will position. Uh, I will say, though, and I guess this is kind of, I don't know if doubling down is the right word, but. After talking to Curtis Bolton yesterday, I feel more comfortable 
with the idea of him playing. Does that make sense? Like I guys, liked, I've always liked I've, I've always liked, liked Curtis his, Ball. I liked He's a good his, dude. I liked his no, I mean, not I've liked him as a person. Like I always thought when he had an opportunity, he made plays. And he has. He just he's kind but of But it was that mainly Neville, in the spring because he's always been hurt. He's in that I Neville Gallimore camp of there it, hasn't been a whole lot of chances because well, he's had less chances than Neville, but he's been hurt the entire time. And he did he's a lot coming back from an injury. Special teams too. Couple of years ago, he was one of those special team guys that was getting one tackle after another, and he was off to a nice start last season before everything happened at Baylor. Well, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, Josh, what what do you read from it? It, it seems like there there is fading hope for Caleb Kelly and his services at the University of Oklahoma. And I, I don't know if I'm ready to give up just yet, but. It it just seems like there's something there that we're missing, or maybe maybe it just and it it kind of hurts to say this. Maybe he's just not very good. The problem with Caleb Kelly is he's not a guy that's ever been a take on a blocker, gonna shed. You know, like he he's not yeah. that kind of linebacker. It's not the way his game works. He wants to be athletic and move around and do those kind of things. Inside linebacker, sometimes you're not gonna make the play. You got to eat a block. It's got to keep this guy loose. So that Kenneth Murray can come in from the backside and make a play, or you know whatever the, whatever the situation calls for, and it's not that Caleb Kelly won't do that. That's just not where he's that's not where he's at his best. So this move inside was always going to be tricky because it doesn't really suit him. But at the same time, you got to try to find a way to get one of your most talented guys on the field consistently. So I, I don't really, to me, I, I don't I don't read it as anything other than either an indictment of Caleb Kelly or trying to spur him to get it together. Because what, to what advantage is Curtis Bolton? He's enrolled for the final semester. There's nowhere for him to go. He could have transferred if he wanted to. I, I, I guess we learned uh, that he could have done the grad transfer route. And, you know, all that stuff was out there for him. So he's clearly not going anywhere. So you don't have to worry about that aspect of it. It's not like, oh, if, you know, if we don't praise him, we could lose him. So it just feels like, Caleb, it's it's now or never. You know, and, I, and I, it feels like them being so upfront about that situation kind of says, that I, I guess that's how I read that. It tells you what the situation really is. I mean, I I don't think we're looking too far into it, do you? I mean, maybe maybe it really is just a contest and or a competition. Well, I mean, the one thing that Tim Kish said it, it, and Mike said is they're going to keep playing them both and they'll let it work out. So I think, they feel like, like we all do, that, that Caleb Kelly has the highest ceiling, but he's not there yet. And if they need to give him a push to get him to get there, this is probably the way to do it. So the question, I guess, is, is are they as strong at middle linebacker as you? they would want you to believe after talking to Tim Kish? I mean, it sounds like Deshaun White is outside of Buki, he might him and Ronnie Perkins. Yeah, he might be the third guy that they've really talked up out of this class. I want to talk. Let's talk about the freshman. But first off, uh, we've got to do this uh, from uh, Coop Works. Get to the fridge. Grab yourself a native amber, an F5 IPA, or any of the great Coop Works beers. Because it's time to make a toast to this week's player to watch. All right, so first game coming up. Uh, we've all kind of decided that uh, 
you know, we're all going to highlight someone that really intrigues us more than anyone, uh, being that this is the first game. Uh, we, you know, obviously we could throw, you know, Caleb Kelly in there as much as we talked about him, but uh, let's just go around and kind of talk about, you know, we all kind of picked out a guy that we're most intrigued to see. Uh, Josh, let's start with you because uh, I think we've probably gotten a little fatigue talking about this guy. Uh, but you you kind of have a guy that I think a lot of people would pick as their number one guy. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's any surprise that the recruiting guy is going to go with Buki. I, I, I want to see him. It's Buki. Because too. it's been so unbelievably – it's uniform across the coaching staff. Every time I watch something, when you guys have talked to the staff – there hasn't been hesitancy, you know, oh, he's doing well for a freshman. Oh, you know, he's got stuff to learn. I mean, that's there, but it's not. At the same time, like it's so – this guy's really good. He He's different. He's a different kind of cat. And when you hear guys talk about that, I don't know how you don't get excited about watching him. And it's not – if Oklahoma was starting with Army tomorrow or on Saturday, I would feel differently about it. But this is a team that wants to throw the ball. They want to get vertical. They're going to challenge him because he's a freshman. They're going to make him prove that he's a guy. And so I think there's a chance he makes a big play on Saturday. And even if he doesn't, he's just one of those guys, you know, we can all remember back to the Army game. He's around the ball a lot. Like, it just, it's kind of magnetized to him. So, I, again, I think he'll make a play. I think he's going to be interesting to watch. And plus... Just kind of like what you guys just said about the fatigue. Let's end all the hype. Let's see what's real. Let's see if he is as good as everybody's telling us he is. Eddie, who are you going with? It's it's kind of a weird answer, and I I I think it's probably because we've gotten so much Rodney Anderson over the last, and rightfully so, with what he's done over the last six games and everything that he did in the Rose Bowl, going for over two hundred yards, but. I think the guy that has been got most forgotten about is Trey Sermon, the guy that he he uh, shares the backfield with. Uh, I think that you know you look at what Sermon was able to do a season ago, and uh, I think he led the Big Twelve in yards after uh, contact. Uh, he second on the team in rushing, obviously behind Rodney Anderson, second on the team in rushing touchdowns. But I think that uh, Trey Sermon is going to have a massive year, and it's a hot sports opinion. But I think I could make the argument Trey Sermon's going to have a bigger year than Rodney Anderson. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could make the argument if I wanted to be just argumentative. God damn it. <laughs> Are you talking like, like in terms of numbers or yes. just in terms of impact? Both. I don't think it's going to happen. But if you wanted That's to bold. just, if you just wanted to have a debate, I this could make that the, debate. This isn't the Coop Works hot take line. Well,. I, I, I'll go with Trey Sermon, though. I think he is going to have a, uh, a massive year, and I think it will start this weekend. Somebody's had some DNRs. They were good. I had a couple. What was that? I don't last think we week? had any DNRs. No, well, uh, I had F5s, a couple F5s, yeah, F5s though, before F5 I went IPAs, out. Yeah. That's the popular They were one, tasty. Had a mug in my, uh, my freezer. That's the way to do it. Poured it in. Oh, it was good. It was good stuff. Uh, Bob, who are you going with? Switching it up since we just talked about toasting? Uh, Curtis Bolton for the last five minutes. I'm going to give a toast to Trey Norwood, Mr. Consistency, according to Lincoln Riley. And I think he's the one, when you look at the cornerback spot, you just keep wondering how long he holds that position until Trey Brown over, you know, 
overtakes him. That's been the consensus feeling among a lot of fans. But if he is as consistent as Lincoln keeps on talking about, then maybe he's someone that we need to stop pushing to the side as someone, okay, he's going to start, but then he's not going to be there when it counts here later in the season. If he can be the guy that the coaches have said he is, that'll be a pretty good uh, and, a, and a nice big boost there in the uh, secondary. Do you not drink because your stomach will explode, or do you not drink just out of, I don't know, are you a religious weirdo or something? No, it is the... Pan- Show me a Catholic that doesn't <laughs> drink. The pancreatitis from a couple of years ago, they said if it flares up again, it's going to be a heck of a lot worse. Oof. And the first one was a three-day stay in the hospital, including on my anniversary. So, so you did drink before the pancreatitis? I did, and it, they said it's one of the causes. They didn't say it was my cause. In oh. fact, they didn't find out the cause of mine, which really irritated me. But So I don't have any real fried food, like no fried chicken, and I don't drink anymore. I had to limit a lot of stuff that I love. What if it's free chicken? No. Like, I've seen you eat some crap that's free before. I know, time. but just like like Monday at with uh-huh. Levy's, I didn't touch any of that stuff. Except for the possible burger. Everything else, like, that's going to mess up my stomach. I like those jalapeno brats. Yeah, they're pretty good. Those were good. Those were probably the best out of what we had. So, Bob, what's the thing you miss the most? Fried uh, fried chicken. Love it. It's a good it's a good choice. Can you have, like, canes? Yeah, but I, I'm, like, I'll limit it. If I get mm. a box combo, I'll have one or two of the tenders. That's it. Hmm. That's sad. That's pain. Yeah, more for Sorry, me. Bob. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna try. Hey, to pour see. a little of your beer out for Bob. Yes, exactly. I will shotgun a beer for Bob. How about that? <laughs> I said this at the beginning of the podcast. You know, Cody Ford could easily be, you know, my guy on my list, but I went with uh, Khalil Houghton because he has been getting a lot of play. Uh, they need safeties, and it's you know it's this whole thing about you guys have been talking about like Khalil Houghton. I think Josh, maybe you said it last week. Like he's the most surprising guy to you, watching him in high school and how athletic he was versus what he's been in college. And if he truly is making that breakthrough, like Kerry Cooks continues to talk about, he's going to be really worth watching. I think. Just has to stop thinking. That's the thing they've said about him the last two years. He thinks way too much when he gets out there and just studying his. Letting the natural instincts take over because he's got them. I think it'd just be, trust in him. It might be good to offer some clarity on the safety position because I I find myself confused sometimes at what about broils and bars and what they're and trying to do. Yeah, and I I know that there has Parker. to be a lot of listeners out there that feel the same. And like Parker's kind of been a non-talking point. I know he was in a boot yeah? last week, so that might have been a reason. But what what I'm curious about is if they get away from the nickel base and they only have four guys in the secondary, who's in, who's out? Does yeah. Buki stay in? We heard Lincoln say he'll most likely start in the nickel, which makes sense. But then when you move away from that, do you move him to strong safety and you pull out one of those, uh, those other guys? I would be of the opinion, even though he hasn't recorded a tackle in his entire career, that Buki should be staying on the field at all times. And I asked Lincoln Riley about Robert Barnes yesterday and the way he made it sound like as much as Barnes is doing some good things, you might look for him more on special teams. And that kind of gave me a hint, yeah. hint that Justin Broyles has probably won that Well, spot. he's been banged up too, Justin Broyles. So I think all those guys have kind of taken their turns 
Um, except for Barnes. Except for Barnes, Barnes hasn't. Because yeah. that's why I asked. <laughs> Which like, isn't good if, uh, yeah. if he's the only one that hasn't been banged up and he's not he's the odd man out. The other thing, that, you know, I just asked Mike Stoops out of curiosity yesterday because I know we've talked about it a ton on the podcast. Like, how can you not have Trey Brown more involved? And I said, will, will you play, could you play three quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. He seemed to be really against the idea of doing anything but having two starters. So you have you have Parnell Motley on one side, you have Trey, Trey Norwood, Norwood on the other, consistency on Trey the Brown backing up one of those guys, and then Miguel Edwards is in yeah. the mix as well. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. They've been preaching the last couple of years, oh, if you don't start, it doesn't matter. It has mattered. It takes something dramatic to yeah, make, remember how hard to it, make any sort of change. Is this the year? Listen, we're talking about the same coaching staff that kept Jordan Thomas's ass out there for Julian half a right. year. So if they're really and, talking and about yeah, further back championship depth, like with Deshaun White and people of that nature, and Curtis Bolton and Kelly alternating, is that legitimately a thing, or is it going to be once the season gets going? Boom! Your starters are your starters. All right. Well, that is uh, your. Uh, Raising a toast to uh, the players that we we think are gonna that most intrigue us. Want to say thanks to uh, Coop Aleworks who jumped on board. Uh, was one of the first ones uh, to help sponsor this podcast. And uh, if you don't know about Coop Aleworks, uh, they're a nine year old craft brewery in Oklahoma City. Uh, they're growing all the time, but they've got seven uh, different year round beers and four different seasonals. The Oktoberfest is out now. Uh, go check it out. But make sure to stock up. For your tailgate, uh, with some of Coop's, I you know F five IPA like like uh, uh, Eddie said, the Horny Toad Blonde is uh, their most popular. If you just want to go out and try something, but Coop L works uh, available at just about every liquor store. I know my local store; they're building the damn refrigerator right now. I mean, it's uh, oh for the um, it's going to be big time because yeah, it's in October. First week of October. October, you can go in. And get your Coop L Works refrigerated. Hell so that's yeah. going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. So thanks to Coop L Works. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, we're going to be raising a glass uh, post-game and pre-game. And we haven't even talked about that, but uh, we'll talk about it before we get out of here on the podcast. Um, okay, recruiting-wise, it's a chance for OU. And yeah, they got screwed by the schedule. I know, talking to Joe Castiglione last weekend at the Blake Griffin thing, like he's still kind of angry uh, about the TV schedule. And Lincoln was livid about you know the UCLA game being a early lot of that was going to be yes. a big recruiting weekend. But Josh, let's start with you uh, and and Bob. Feel free to jump in. Give us an update on recruiting this weekend and what to watch for. Well, you know, and Bob and I have talked about it. And we've put it on the board. Three official visitors this weekend, barring something late that I'm not expecting. I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way. Uh, you've got Peyton Powell, Oklahoma's recent safety offer from Odessa Permian. Uh, a really intriguing guy. Um, played a lot of offense, so we don't really know a lot about him on the defensive side of the ball yet. But um, a guy I'll have a chance to see in person in a few weeks. Kind of excited about that. Uh, Jacoby Jones, uh, the defensive end offer from um, Butler Community College, will be on campus. He was down for the barbecue. Uh, he, both of those guys, if you told me they pulled the trigger by the end of the weekend, it wouldn't shock me. I think OU clearly leads for both. Um, I don't know. You know, Both have said oh, they want to take some trips. They want to take their time. I know Powell has a, a date in mind uh, as far as his announcement. So, there are some things that you know may push that back a little bit, but I think Oklahoma's in great shape with both of those guys. And then finally, uh, Woody Washington, the uh, the Rivals 100 corner, uh, making his first return since obviously committing during, um, or I guess just prior to the barbecue. 
So you, you've got a, a good list there, but it's going to be small. I mean, obviously the 11 a.m. kickoff messes with things. Um, probably be a small group of unofficial visitors because that's just not – at this point in the year, that's not really where the coaches are at. That's not where they're geared. They're going to have some guys there. But, again, when you've got Oklahoma and Texas kids really starting their high school seasons Thursday, uh, tonight and Friday night, it's really tough for that turnaround to work because you've got team meetings on Saturday mornings in the high school for the high school teams – so there's a lot to go through. So, I, like I said, I think it'll be a small list. I expect some to show up on campus, but I would expect mainly guys like you know Marcus Major, local commitments, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think the the big name to watch in terms of an unofficial is JV and Hester for the 2020 class, just because there was so much panic when he didn't show up for barbecue, and he's a Booker T kid, and like is he gonna be like Dax Hill? Where all of a sudden you look, you think you know you, but then he spurns the Sooners. Him coming back, I think that'll alleviate a lot of fears that some fans have about him looking elsewhere. And, you know, you got a chance to see him in a scrimmage mode uh, a couple weeks ago. Is, is he progressing the way that you would hope he would? Josh, unmute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I missed the lead-in that I needed to unmute myself, so sorry about that, Bob. Um, no, I, he had an incredible interception when I saw him against Jinx a couple of weeks ago. Um, really, he's he's one of those guys that we you know we've seen it through the years with guys like Jeff Mead, currently Ad Miller, uh, Dahu Green, those big long receivers that. You know, you look at the list I've just said, and it doesn't, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence <laughs> yeah, that it's going to go that's differently. That's what I'm saying. That's no confidence. You just throw Trey Matwire in there while you're at it. But, uh, yeah, he I mean, he's just one of these big outside guys that really Oklahoma hasn't had a lot of luck with. I mean, they, they, they haven't turned out that well. And I, I think Hester is more talented than any of those guys. So, I mean, that, that's got to be said. But at the same time, I mean, this is a long guy that really can stretch the field. I mean, he's – I think we've got him number 97 in the Rivals 100. Currently, Rivals is a top-ranked guy in the 2020 class from Oklahoma. And I think he could move up considerably from there. I think both he and Andrew Rame have very real chances of ending in the Rivals 100. So it's a good year in state for 2020. Hester is, like I said, everything you're looking for in an outside receiver. You wish he was a little more filled out. He's a little bigger. He's not the same size like Theo Weiss was at the same point last year. But he's, I mean, it, it's just a matter of him putting on that weight. I mean, it, the frame is there to do all those things. And then the dead period will end the 31st, so the coaches haven't even been able to have a chance to watch these guys last week or this weekend. Me and Eddie, we're just six hours away now from Heritage Hall, Millwood, get a chance to see Marcus Major for the first time this season. By the way, I, I just realized I picked the worst. I left out the the best possible toast I could have made. Who's that? The best possible toast. Is it not? Maybe it's just me. It's the, it's this right here. Not ah, damn it. See, I'm screwing up the audio. Josh is screwing up the audio. I was going to say Drake Stoops because of Bob. Bob What's Stoops. It's been like for you kind of watching a young guy like Drake Stoops. Oh, uh, Drake's had a great, he had a great camp. Um, it was actually really interesting for me to watch him play. I'd never, I knew nothing about him. Um, I just knew, who, obviously, he's a Stoops. So, um, yeah, watching him run routes and catch balls, um, he's a great player. And, um, 
you know, he could probably see himself on the field this, this year at some point. Just a like a fiery kid? I mean, real competitive kid? How would you describe him? I mean, he's a quiet kid like I am. Like, he's not one to go out there and talk and, like, just talk to people. But, um, yeah, he's a competitive side to him. And um, you can really see in one-on-ones. I think when you do one-on-ones, it kind of, you know, brings out brings out the dog in you a little bit. And, um, yeah, he... He tends to get open on one-on-ones and make competitive catches. So when you do that, you'll probably find yourself on the field at some point. And you know what? His dad may have been serving some Coop Ale works to people last night. Exactly. He's the one giving the toast. My God, that was unbelievable. So great. Uh, So I felt... Every every facet of that is great. I actually have the director's cut on my phone because Gabe texted it to me. And I was doing he stupid it, stuff last night. He must have just been sending it to everybody. I got the text as well. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, I was like, I have to send this to somebody. Who who can I send it to? But like, it has I didn't a want little it to get bit. Out, and then he tweeted it. And I was like, oh well. It has a it. little bit more on the end though, on the one that he sent. I don't know if you noticed that or not. But yeah, Bob working at Maddie McMillan's last There's night. There's more the bar. after the facial. There's a longer facial expression. I'll I tell you, you what. Say. I I will be going by there at some point in the near future. Yeah, you're pretty close. I used to be. He used to be. Yeah, he's not as, as close. We're closer so, than we are. are. Are we thinking now with all this podcast money of just starting up our own beer and just our, our own uh, bar and letting Bob bartend for us? I mean, are we just going to go ahead and go that route? Just live the big life? I know a place. Okay. It's kind of expensive. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, there, I was a little hurt last week that there wasn't a lot of conversation about my absence. It was, you know, I felt a little just, but, you know, you for those week? that wondered where I was, I was, you know, looking for helicopters for the Scoop crew. I mean, we we were off helicopter shopping, Tiffany and I. So it, it's really, you know, there was big no life. sympathy after you made that jackass comment about my tweet on the Scoop account during the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you wouldn't have done the same to me. I know you. I'm just look when you're doing the stupid live tweeting. <laughs> I'll admit, I I don't always get everything perfect, and. Everyone with their little pithy comments. I didn't exactly say what Lincoln Riley said, which was the middle linebacker for Florida Atlantic is as good as any linebacker they faced last year, with the exception of Roquan Smith. And I put uh, the best linebacker they faced since Roquan Smith. Now, to be fair, like, oh, you have the to last under- linebacker they played, so that's a stupid <laughs> thing. Well, to be fair, I thought I was given. Lincoln Riley shit, not you shit. I assumed yeah, you see, were that's saying what I felt what he bad said. too because I didn't. I misquoted him. Yeah. Well, I, again, it ended up Leave snowballing, and becoming a media. bigger deal. <laughs> I was part of the fake news media. I really Leave was. To him. And I didn't know what I was getting tagged in until I looked at it. You're part of Zach Smith's problem, Carrie. Making up news. I'm sorry we didn't break down FAU during the podcast. If you're coming to this podcast. For for me to ask coaches what they think of the other team, it's not going to happen. We're not doing a pregame show from 1986. It's not what we do here. Talk about uh, talk about Florida Atlantic's offense. defense and offense. But I'm a Florida do, Atlantic fan. You need to what, contact me on Twitter. I want to talk uh, about beaches, women. Florida Atlantic is it not landlocked? And cocaine. What is it landlocked or not? Boca Raton. Oh, it's in Boca Raton. Yeah, I think okay. Boca Raton's right on the beach, right? That's expensive. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, that's good living. Mike Kiffin should never leave. 
he will leave as fast as humanly possible. I play well on Saturday. He might be, he might be gone by, <laughs> by Saturday night. I mean, he could be this really, year's Tom Herman. This really has kind of become the only game that the national people can point to as a possible upset. Yeah, it's kind of been interesting. I mean, West Virginia, the, nobody believes in Tennessee at all. Nobody's really picking that game. I don't think anyone cared about West Virginia enough either. Where if it did happen, like, eh. I mean, Auburn and Washington, that's not going to be an upset because both teams are right. good. Michigan, Notre mm-hmm. Dame, same way. Like, you are wondering, like, who's going to embarrass themselves? Yeah, there's in a week team one? out there that will, Somebody that will, will go do out it. there yeah. and completely lay an egg. And Oklahoma, you better have your shit together because well, you could be that team. They've done it before. They've done yeah. it in recent memory. I mean, BYU obviously was Houston. a little bit different. It's Houston a was scary. different. Houston. Have we even talked about the center position? Because I think everybody needs to really kind of grasp themselves. I've, I know I've said Creed all summer. After listening to Bill Beatenbo talk on Monday, I'm ready to say that Jonathan Alvarez is going to start on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. I, I just get the sense that they like the experience. Yeah, there's experience and mental mistakes. And, you know, we I talked to Gabe this morning about it. It was just, he. there's one thing Bill Beatenbo does not put up with, and that's mental mistakes. Yeah. And I just didn't know how much Creed could really improve in that area when you're never in a game now to begin with if you want to tell me that alvarez is going to start saturday and creed humphrey is the starter by the time bedlam rolls around i could maybe make that argument i could maybe see that go a lot sooner than that i do have a theory maybe about what they're doing maybe Creed Humphrey is going to start at center and alvarez is going to start at the other guard because maybe drew samia has been nicked up that would not be a theory. That would be a, a conspiracy that you know something and haven't told anyone. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I'm just I can, I, because I no, haven't I, said anything on the on the website about yeah. it because it's it's one of those things that I haven't confirmed, but I've kind of heard rumblings, and I don't want to be that guy that throws out something and all of a sudden there's Drew Samia starting on game day. So if, if with Jonathan some, Alvarez at center, if you're having a, a cold one Saturday morning before you head over to the Palace of the Prairie. And somebody F5 tells IPA. you, yeah, and somebody tells you, I'll give you a prop bet, fifty to one, that both Jonathan Alvarez and Creed Humphrey start. Maybe you should take it. I would and probably then, take, and it. then buy a subscription I, I to dot I might put a hundy on it. That wouldn't be bad. That'd be interesting. It'd be worth it. So, so then you have a. I would buy. Of, I would buy the pours a couple of. Uh, buy uh, a subscription subs- to one of the pay per view channels. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to be a poor. Get. Hundred to one, or hundred dollars at fifty-one. You can buy more than one subscription. That could buy a hundred. Probably buy, buy at least like twenty-five lap dances at Sugars. <laughs> well, that'd be interesting. Why did the strip club never come out that they went to? That's what I wanted to know. That Tom Herman and Zach Smith went to. I think it says on like the uh, invoice that they that Ohio State put out. I'm not sure. Must not have been a good one. I don't think he charged the school for the strip club. I think he paid for that himself. I don't think they turned that in as a travel expense. He's 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 an idiot, but I guess he's smart enough not to do that. Anyway, Josh, any more correspondence with Zach Smith during the podcast? No, you know, I uh, I left him a message. Uh, we we're going to try to find new ways to... Um 
take advantage of his children. It hadn't happened yet, though, so we're working oh, on that. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Josh. You might you might not want to tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> that's worse than that my, my fake news tweet about Lincoln Riley. Wow. Taking advantage wow. of anybody. By the way, I'm going to say this. Uh, yes means no, I guess. A big part of uh, us now having sponsors is that we're opening a second podcast. And uh, that is because of Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. They wanted to be part of the podcast. We said we're, we're full, but we would be willing to do a post-game podcast. Plus, Josh was like, Carrie, you're spending too much money on travel. I was like, F you, Josh. I'm going to open a new podcast and help pay for it. I'm a cheap piece of shit. Mark, you really are. Mark that. Carrie <laughs> 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 won't edit that. He's going to be like, yeah, I want the world to know. No, I'm not. No, he's saying mark it so we can play that as a drop. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I get where you're going. Um, Radio humor. Some people like, don't understand. <laughs> So true. <laughs> you aren't here. He's only good at yell talking, folks. Um, of course, so, we got Bob with the you aren't here. And, and people on the board know that we're going to do a, a, a post-game podcast. It's the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast. And I'm going to have that up here by tomorrow so everybody can go subscribe to it on iTunes. And uh, it'll have its own life. So it'll be just like the Unofficial 40 presented by Choctaw Casino. Uh, but it'll be the Synergy podcast presented by Eskridge Lexus. So throughout the season, what our goal is with this, because with travel and night games, depending on you know when that is, our goal is always going to be to have that up Sunday night so you'll be able to listen to it Monday morning as you're driving to work um, or off you know, in the office, whatever. Yeah, If it's an early game on Saturday, it'll help you through your Sunday scaries. But just know that we're always going to have that up by at least Monday morning. And thank you to Eskridge Lexus for making that possible. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's a new era, a dawn of a new age, more podcasts, more frequency. It's been a hell of a month putting this all together, but we're finally here. More scoop all the time. More scoop all the time. Swipe up. I mean, this um, is basically what we're here for. Well, no, you guys are here more for More scoop all the time. It's, it's Yeah. Basically means you'll we probably want see to less of your life. my stories and more podcasts. We want to consume your life. In every way, yes. I want to be the reason you get a divorce. He <laughs> <laughs> wants to be the reason you lose your job and then lose your family. So Just yeah. don't put me in the note. There you go. I think we've done enough damage. Hopefully not so much that we'll lose a sponsor between now and then. I think we'll actually have another one next week. So, All right, thanks to uh, Eddie, Bob, Josh, and that's going to do it for this edition of the Unofficial 40 bod- Podcast, brought to you by the Choctaw Casino. We'll see you guys next time, and don't forget, post-game show coming up uh, this weekend. We'll get you the links to all that on Twitter and on uh, Soonerscoop.com. See you next time. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.